Zelensky, Biden, NATO, and Eastern Europe at war. You are listening to continuing coverage of war in Ukraine on the John DePietro Show. AM 1380, 99.9 FM, WNRI. Listen live online at DePietro.com. Let's go live now to the border of Ukraine and John DePietro. Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can also stop by at the website, dpetro.com. Folks, this portion of the program is brought by the Lodge Public Media. We stop in and see them. 40 break and kill grown people. Get them right now. It's Thursday. You could pop in. Enjoy some delicious lunch or a full bar, large dining area. They're going to be rocking this weekend with uh, March Madness. It's the Lodge Public Media, 40 break and kill grown in Lincoln. Well, folks, good afternoon. Uh, this is um, is Thursday, and it is right now seven minutes past one in the east. I remain in Eastern Europe. Again, our continuing coverage. Uh, it's been an incredible experience covering this war up close, talking with so many people affected by it. Thank you to so many of the different people that have been supportive of this. And again, folks, if you missed anything, you can go to the website, dipetro.com. Check out our website, dipetro.com and uh, dipetro.com, which is watched by Senadale Revival. You know, Shane runs such a great place, great food, great drinks. I can't wait to pop in and uh, see him and everyone there. It's become one of my favorite places. It's right there, 2025. Comfort food and cocktails. So I want to go through with you some of the uh, the latest sound. I uh, obviously, folks, we continue to follow uh, all of the news uh, that is going on at home, and but at the same time, uh, obviously, with a focus on everything that's happening over here, I think it's it's interesting that one of the problems that they that they are speculating on is that there's a possibility that. Perhaps many of Putin's generals are not giving him the full lowdown, um, you know, out of what what's happening right now, as far as like just how bad things have been. Now I want to skip around a little bit. This is interesting. Chris Wallace desperately wants CNN that old that eight o'clock time slot. Uh, Chris Wallace desperately wants CNN's. Eight-slot and off CNN Plus. That would be interesting. Now, the person that wrote that put Cuomo's old time. I thought he was on at 9 o'clock. And that was, uh, but perhaps I'm not exactly uh, sure. But that's interesting that he is now um, at CNN. All right, let's get to, um, I want to get to some of the sound that we have. And again, folks, it is uh, fast-developing. I was in Ukraine earlier this morning. Okay, here we go. This is an interesting piece. I think he's a great reporter for ABC, James Longman. And um, Putin may be misinformed. I want to uh, play some of this. Here we go. 10,000 teachers have died in the school. The Russians are telling people the truth what's happening. And so Ukraine is hotline at this secret location. Tell Russian families think they have threats here from Russian state security. So we're hiding this she tells me about hundreds of days. Many mothers didn't even know their sons had gone to war. She senses fear down the line. She also feels anger. They that their son was burned in the They can stop being killed, she said. So 
because we're talking now the whole Russians feel this way about your country. Their efforts an integral part of Ukraine's defense, undermining Russia's propaganda narrative. You know, that is incredible that a lot of the Russian families don't even know. Uh, they're not being told where the soldiers went. They're not being told, in fact, that they were, you know, killed in the war. Uh, I think it was even just two weeks ago, we had that interview we played of the mother that the, the, the son, a lot of the Russian soldiers, they thought they were just going off to a military exercise. And then they wonder why it's not going well. All right, so this is a consistent theme that proves being that misinformation workers in a circle. I want to hear the uh, piece, Peter Alexander on the stage show. Misinformation about the war. His inner circle, too afraid to tell him the truth. This is President Biden prepares to take new action to rein in the skyrocketing energy prices, driven even higher, of course, by this invasion. NBC's chief White Peter Alexander joins us with Peter, good morning. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Americans right now have $4.22 per gallon for gas, $1.35 more than it was just a year ago, which is why President Biden did a rollout a new effort today to combat those rising prices. Russia's military losses found in Ukraine are now sharing declassified information reported by NBC News about how Vladimir Putin's own advisors are shielding how badly the invasion is actually going. This morning, President Biden looked to limit the impact of the war in Ukraine on American sources familiar with the matter telling NBC the White House considering releasing a million barrels of oil a day from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. For up to six months, going to ease the spike now hitting America. An announcement could come as early as today. And on the intelligence front, the question reporting is Vladimir Putin being kept in the dark by his advice? West officials say, telling NBC News, senior advisors were afraid to tell him the truth. By his advisors about how badly the Russian military is performing. With White House saying the intelligence underscores what it calls Russia's strategic blunder. The U.S. also believes it's being misled about how the Russian economy is being crippled by sanctions. The state offering this One of the deals of is that you don't have people assistance who speak truth to power or who have the ability to speak truth to power. With estimates that it's being used Russian troops have been killed in reports of low morale among those still in Ukraine. U.S. officials say they have information that Putin felt misled by the Russian military, adding there is now tension between Putin and senior Russian military officials, stemming from Putin's mistrust in their leadership. The Pentagon warning it could lead to a potential escalation by Russia. When he actually begins to realize how badly his military is being in Ukraine, uh, it what kind of reaction that's going to cause Also on Tuesday, President Biden spent more than an hour on the phone with President Zelensky receiving an update on talks with Russia and announcing the U.S. to provide Ukraine with $500 million in direct aid. As for that new intelligence, by sharing its findings, the U.S. hopes it may undermine Russia's strategy. It is the latest salvo in an information war between Washington and Moscow. And about the war on the ground, during their call yesterday, President Biden, as he also discussed, the U.S. and its allies continue to identify additional capabilities military to defend this country. So, uh, you know, folks, it's, it's all about, and again, good afternoon.
at 1.14 on this Thursday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You know, I want to share with you that um, what I think is interesting, and I got this this morning from talking to some people in Ukraine on the ground, and that is, you know, it's um, they're actually holding their own, and they're winning on the ground. They have really... You know, between the uh, the Russian convoy that ran out of gas and supplies and the way that they're attacking the tanks and the way they're holding firm in the cities, the only way that Russia is really doing well right now is because the long-range missiles and the high-altitude bombing raids that they're able to do. Now, if, in fact, the United States and Poland and the NATO countries would supply Ukraine with the proper defense mechanisms. If they could take out the attack from the skies, then it's like a jump ball. Because right now, uh, the Russian military, they they are not winning on the ground in any way. Now, I want to play this. This is interesting. Um, I was on Newsmax, as you may, people may may or may not know. But anyhow, I, I think... I did not put it up on the website. It's on my YouTube channel. But uh, this boxing legend was on Newsmax. Klitschko, uh, Vladimir Klitschko. And he went after He was on with Eric Boland on Newsmax. And listen to what he says about if you're part of, if you're passively observing, then you're Part of this invasion, blood is on your hands. He was saying this to Eric Boland. I want you to hear this. I want to there's a small group that believe that what's happening in Ukraine is not the United States problem. It's a very popular television house, Carlson. Yeah. Uh, I talked about it with other kids Owens as well. Conservatives who would be, I, I don't know why they're not supporting you in Ukraine, but they're, they're not going to say to people. Is he passively and we do share the same principles of freedom and democratic principles by the United States, by the world, so to speak. If you passively observing your part of this nation, a lot of is on your hands too. That's pretty strong. It's a pretty strong statement. If you're um, you're part of the invasion, a lot is on your hands. I, I'm not going to on and on about it. I don't know what to make of um, of that whole situation. Why? And, and the big three remain. Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, uh, that Tulsi Gabbard is just absolute. She is a Russian asset. She is a Russian asset. Listen to this piece, folks. I, I think we have sound CBS News this thing talking. We had a beautiful life. Now we have nothing. Resident of Maripol, Ukraine. I mean, the, he absolutely Putin leveled the city and their homes are just the man is let me play from the beginning actually he was saying um, I'll translate hold on folks nothing is left I tell you I live in a bathhouse I have a small bath House and a stove, that's it. There's no roof, there's nothing. 
Putin's brutal attack Ukraine, devastating effect in Mariupol, besieged port cities, endless attacks, food, water, gas, electricity cut off for weeks now, thousands are trapped inside, mass graves in the city, one holds 200 people, missile fires continue to rampage the area, Ukrainians left homeless. It absolutely devastated Mariupol. I am saving my things. What else should I do? Nothing is left, says this man. 37 years, I proudly worked as a shoemaker and was left with nothing. No workshop, no work, nothing. Somehow I should hold on. What else to do? I have to. Before the invasion, Arena was a design engineer. We had a beautiful life, just beautiful. Great pensions, children, wonderful work, son-in-law. Today our family is doing what they can to avoid starvation. Look at our food reserve, eight people. We have two buckets of potatoes, one bucket of onions. There's no food, we have nothing. We have nothing. We're homeless. Homeless. They've broken everything. You know what's interesting is I did see a story earlier that, um, and of course, I, it was the Boston Globe talking, and again, folks, good afternoon. It's one nineteen on this Thursday, March 31st, and you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. Let me find... Um, Story. I mean, now those people are truly homeless. See, but, all right, Operation Hunker Down, shelter ordered to reduce capacity. More than 20 people to be displaced. More than 20 people could be back on the street after the state's fire board ordered Operation Hunker Down, makeshift emergency homeless shelter in the Smith Hill section of Providence to lower capacity to 16 people. David Gerard O'Connor opened Operation Hunker Down in the shuttered American Lithuanian Citizens Beneficial Club building on Smith Street in January, inviting five homeless people to sleep on mattresses in the old building at night with temperatures uh, dip below zero. Less than a month later, 35 to 45 people sleep in there any given night. At the time, he sought advice from Providence Police who closely local farm marshal making sure the old social club building was up to code. A handful of volunteers, some of them close to homelessness, kept the place running. But after providing shelter, outreach, food, other support services, the state fire board told the shelter they have until 1 o'clock tomorrow to dwindle it down to 16 people. There were more than 40 people staying there as of Tuesday. The volunteers were also given 15 days to remove combustibles or furniture. I want to continue to act in good faith and can say we stand our ground, but it's criminal offense. I'm all in favor of fire and safety mitigating this issue. My frustration is 72 hours to remove people. They gave me 15 days to remove dressers. I literally said, can we switch those? That doesn't make any sense. You know, this whole business now, and I'm, I'm looking at a picture of, of some of these individuals. I mean, they, they've had quite a bit of time. And I come back to, you know, are they employed? Are they looking for work? Um, folks, we, we have to work something out between, you know, there were people that have a drug problem. As a result of that, they 
have then start to have a homeless problem. You know, I was I was watching an, an interesting interview where someone was saying that 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 when he had a, a serious drug problem, he wanted to be near where the, the dealers would go, and and then he'd be so pure, act so furious to get his fix once he got the drugs. He didn't want to go anywhere else, so he basically that's how he started living on the street. But it it really revolves around most of the time a drug problem. If not, then someone I, I just don't understand how people are not working with them to say, listen, let's find you a job, and then let's you know slowly find you a place to live and pair people up with roommates, something instead of just let's just be a temporary measure. Now, I also want to touch on green jury declines to indict that province police officer for punching the 15-year-old suspect. And I'm glad about that, by uh, Officer Domingo Diaz had been suspended with pay during the investigation that he committed, supposedly committed a crime, punched a 15-year-old boy. He will not be charged with the crime. Two experts who studied came to different conclusions about the use of force to create his overall behavior was unprofessional. Chief Clements said Wednesday, the department will now focus on its internal process to address policy and training. Uh, the criminal case against the three juveniles, two 15-year-old, 16-year-old, remains pending, what a surprise, in Rhode Island Family Court. Police say they seized a Daisy Powerline 880 ear rifle with a range of 259 yards, a Daisy Red Rider 4.5 millimeter ear rifle with a range of 212 yards from their vehicle. So... Uh, him and Patrolman Mitchell Boyer had been suspended. Uh, investigation found Boyer's use of force was justified. He returned to work late last year. And the Diaz case was a little more complex. You know, this, this is where people were upset because he spit on the kid. These punks, these kids who have been in trouble their entire life that were terrorizing people, absolutely terrorizing people. 911 calls came from victims. Police began to treat the incident as potential involving real firearms. Suspects chased down employees in a parking lot near against a cream and drove up and down Manhattan Avenue shooting people. A man riding a bicycle on Ripple Street was shot in the head. A woman near Hope High School, ooh, typo here in the uh, the Globe, a woman meet Hope High School, I think they were near, uh, was shot in the face. Another one said her windshield was shattered. Shuttle driver thought it was a real rifle. After a 40 minute chase, set up a Pawtucket back. Crashed into a fire hydrant. Number of was Providence, Pawtucket, moved in to arrest them. Video from the body camera showed Mitchell jumping out of the cruiser, running with other officers for the crash. Two of the boys had their hands raised in the air. The boy in the past seat did not. He showed him shouting, stop resisting, put his hands on his back. BB rifle was on the seat where he'd been sitting. Boy was wearing a fanny pack across the front of his body. Multiple officers said they know fanny cat facts can be used to hide firearms. Multiple officers were using force to hold the boy, get him handcuffed, but his arms were under his body near the fanny pack. Video show Voyeur was holding the boy's head. Diaz started punching the team in the face. Get a rescue, get a rescue. Other officers sat up the handcuffed boy. Uh, the Diaz leaned down and appeared to look the boy in the eyes and spat on the ground in front of him. So there, there were many people, like... You know, in Alorza, and they were called, and it's obsessive, and I mean, Middletown Police Lieutenant David Bissonette found the officers acted reasonable based on the circumstances they were facing. Uh, University of South Carolina School of Law found that some of his strikes were excessive, unreasonable, 
could not render a conclusive opinion of all the strikes delivered. Both called, criticized his overall behavior. Instead of calming down, he walked back and spinned up and swore at the crowd of onlookers. It was unprofessional, extremely dangerous. Um, and here we go. Harrison Double, executive director, said his organization will response later Wednesday or Thursday. The group had organized a demonstration last year to deliver the Bill of Rights be abolished. He's not running for office, by the way. And I'll say this. If the Rhode Island Republican Party cannot defeat that guy, then, then, then they're just a lost cause. I don't know how else to describe it. Because he is running for office, or to be a state senator, Harry Turtle, Harrison Tuttle. He is Black Lives Matter PAC. He, um, uh, you know, not not only is he part of the, you know, defund the police, everything is about race. Um, it, it, I repeat, if the Rhode Island Republican Party cannot get someone, find a candidate to defeat him, then they might as well just shut the lights out. There it is. Senate District 31. Harrison Tunnel, Senate District 31. Um, his goals are to defund the police, raise taxes. He wants reparations. Um, I, I mean, it's it's all it also spreader of misinformation of which the local media gives him a complete free pass. Complete free pass. They never call people like him out. Um, oh, this is interesting. I didn't see this. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Meryl Sampson, opposition, oh, okay, very, very nice. Um, all right, folks, I want to stay on track here because we still have a lot more news to cover. Again, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. I think they made the right decision, and, and especially in that particular case, it was uh, outrageous what was, was going on, and they're lucky that they didn't get shot. Because if you pull, there's no way an officer knows it's a BB gun, and they don't know if they have another weapon. And as, you know, things, the glass is being shot and everything else, they easily, and then they were pulling the rifle at police officers. I mean, I, they easily could have been shot. Easily could have been shot. Um, I'm not saying they should have been shot. Which just reminds me of, there was a, a member of Black Lives Matter who was saying, you were saying they should have been shot. And I said, no, they could, no, they should have been killed. And I said, no, I was saying they could have been killed. They could have been killed. Could have, should have, same thing. Uh, actually, no, it's a very different thing. They were driving at a high rate of speed and pointing a rifle at people. A police officer could have fired at them. They, they could have been killed. Yeah, you're saying they should have been killed. No, no, I didn't say they should have been killed. I said they could have been killed. What's the difference? It's a huge difference, as a matter of fact. Um, let's see, folks, don't forget about our friend, now it's Thursday, Marie, and it's my health, 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland, the queen of health, vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products, ICE, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices, hemp and CBD products, it's my health. 1099, Menden Road in Cumberland, Diaglia Cross from Davenport Restaurant. 
Okay. I also want to, um, folks, and again, it's the John DePietro show. I remain in Eastern Europe. Uh, I was in Ukraine this morning. I'll be talking about that when it makes sense over the next couple of days. I will be returning to the Ocean State over the weekend. And then, uh, and then next week, when it makes sense, we'll talk about it. Otherwise, we will, um, obviously, there's, there's a lot of news, uh, especially the situation with, um, uh, with the Governor McKee FBI probe, which is making news everywhere. But he answers NBC questions about the FBI investigation. Folks, he could be going to federal prison. Rhode Island Governor Tam McKee could end up being an inmate in federal It could happen. And anyone that says that, uh, you know, they, they say that about everybody. All right, I want to play, actually, this, um, this, this Will Smith thing. All right, Jim Carrey was on CBS News and was... Um, Speaking out, you know, he was also saying he wasn't wrong that the people who stood up and were clapping for Will Smith after he won his Academy Award. All right, here we go. I was sickened by the standing ovation. This was uh, Jim Carrey on CBS, I think, with the morning morning show. And then what happened after? I was sickened. I was sickened by the standing ovation. I felt like Hollywood is just spineless on mass. And uh, it just, it really felt like, oh, this is a really clear indication that uh, we're not a cool club anymore. There was some question today about anyone else that walked from the audience had done that, they would have been escorted out by security, or maybe even arrested. The police asked Christian to file charges. They asked Christian charges, and Chris apparently said, no, he did not. He just went to hassle. I had announced this morning. That I was suing Will for two hundred million dollars because that video is going to be forever. It's going to be ubiquitous. You know that insult is going to last a very long time. Want to yell from the audience, disapprove or show a disapproval or say something on Twitter or whatever? You you know you do not have the right to to walk up the stage and smack somebody because they said words. No, no, I agree. I I think we all agree. I just thought Jim that. you know what I mean? That it escalated to that level. It didn't escalate. It came out of nowhere because Will has something going on inside him that's frustrated. And I, I, I wish him the best. I really do. I, you know, I don't have anything against Will Smith. He's done great things. But that was not a to- good moment. It cast a, a pall over everybody's shining moment. Last night, you know, a lot of people worked really hard to get to that place and to have their moment in the sun and to, to get their award for really hard work they did. And, and, it, and it, it is no mean feat to go through all the stuff you have to go through when you're nominated for an Oscar. It's a gauntlet of devotion that you have to do. And, uh, and you know, it's just, it's just a selfish moment to cast a pall over the whole thing. You know, that's Jim Carrey. Folks, he's exactly right. How about the fact that um, she, the um, CBS was saying that, and I'm going to play this again, but, but saying, well, it escalated to that point. Escalated? Like, what are you talking about? Chris Rock, who got, what, a three-minute standing ovation in Boston last night, it escalated to I'm not sure what she 
escalating. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make sense anyway. Um, spineless advance, they are. They actually clapped for him. He, um, you know, and you can also tell, like, the people that say, oh, he should have been arrested for Oscar slap. Listen, he, he it's Tim Dodson. He went up there and assaulted him. And now the fallout just continues to be brutal. How about comedy clubs that we're going to have to have and security. You watch people that now folks, this next story, I want to be very cautious about it, but Russian soldier describes the RAPE of a 16-year-old girl by quote, our guys in a taped phone call. So apparently the Russian soldiers have very unsophisticated communication devices. So uh, the Ukrainians are able to eavesdrop on them. Putin soldiers are eating dogs and having sick of their long-life ration back. Russian soldier reveals an intercepted phone call to his family. Um, I was speaking with a member of the Ukraine military that said the Russian soldiers, no wonder they lost their hands. They, all they want to do is break into people's homes, steal and eat their food. They uh, molest the women and children. They're just completely disgraceful. Man asks, are you eating dogs? Some says, we have. We wanted some meat. A phone call taped by Ukraine Security Service shows Russians' desperation. Russian Russian troops have reported being given ration packs, which expired years ago. Long-life rations contain meat and veg, crackers, pores, multivitamins. Russian soldiers fighting Ukraine are heard admitting they've eaten dog meat and raped young girls with horrifying incepted audio. Take phone calls. Russian soldiers revealed as such six for conquest complained about the quality of the years old ration pack. An unidentified man soon a family member. Are you, are you eating okay at least? And then the, we had Albe dog yesterday. Who? Oh. Albany, he replies. So, are you eating dogs or what? We have. We wanted some meat. We're sick of the ration. Soldier goes on to describe the R.E.P.E. of a 16-year-old girl by our guys. Ah, an older woman who, uh, an older woman could be as well as who did to which soldier says three tankers in the building. It's not clear where in Ukraine the Russian fighters located, nor precisely when the phone call took place. It runs over a minute, and was tweeted to more than 400,000 followers. A clear outrage replies followed. Ukraine putting up dogs could one day get their revenge by shooting on the Russian soldiers' corpses. Oh my goodness. The bottom of the barrel, see, nervously spokes beside them. Um, Folks, you know, again, I, I have heard about this stuff, and now I'm starting to see some of it in print. And I, I want to come back to, you know, some conservative commentators that are either siding with Putin or basically, you know, well, I don't want to take sides in the whole. Let's go to CBS News, the, the NATO Secretary General. Despite their claims that they're scaling things down, it's not true. I want to just make sure this is English. The Donbass region. I think it is. 
According to our intelligence, Russian units are not withdrawing, but repositioning. Russia is trying to regroup, resupply, and reinforce its objective in the Donbass region. You know, it's um, of, of course they cannot be believed, right? I mean, of course they can't be believed, and nor should they be believed, as a matter of fact. And nor should they be believed. Um, at least I didn't know. So Craig Melvin is leaving MSNBC. I didn't see this. He's the one. He's on the Today Show. He's on NBC a lot. An emotional office. Finally, goodbye to MSNBC after 10 years. Going to step back from his MSNBC group, remain on duty for the station on D-Line. So he's staying at he's staying at NBC. I don't know how to get involved with the I'm not sure what to make of that. All right, folks, again, good afternoon. Uh, it's the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, always online at the website depetro.com. I just want to find one other. Uh, let's see, Gabby, uh, Brian Landry, and Gabby Petito. Boy, that seems like an awful long time ago, doesn't it? Wow. Uh, the Academy has begun disciplinary proceedings against Will Smith for his behavior at the Oscars. It, it's absolutely disgraceful. I mean, it is just completely, completely disgraceful what took place, without question. And so the fact that that even happened in that way is still, like, unimaginable. So there's something wrong with them. There's something also wrong with the, the two of them, him and that Jada Pickett's man. Governor Dan McKee will receive his second COVID booster shot tomorrow. The dose will be administered by Dr. Chan. Now, we also want to mention that Dr. Nicole Alexander-Scott will be getting $46,000 for the month of April, and then she'll also be getting $46,000 for the uh, month of May. So, so you have that going on. Um, let's see. What's the other thing that I want to... Uh, you know, the whole war at Disney, I'll, I'll deal with some of that stuff when I get back. I know they've all declared war on Disney. As a former Disney employee, um, I, I, I don't know what to make of that. I'll update. I've been inundated about the war, so that's why I have not... Followed everything about that as closely as I can, but I, I certainly will, folks, once uh, once one returns. This um, this portion of the program, folks, of the John DePietro Show, 141, on this Thursday, is first by the Lodge Pepinieri, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Pop it and see them. I can't wait to pop in there, have a great meal, and a drink out in that nice deck, the Lodge Pub and Eatery. Well, folks, again, it is right now. 141, uh, 142, excuse me, on this 
Thursday, the final day of March, and tomorrow will be our final day of coverage of being over here. And I will tell you that um, I don't think anyone would have predicted. You go back to, so it was, it was the night of Wednesday night, February 24th, was when Russia started to invade, and then they started bombing Ukraine. And then uh, you have the week after that, and then, you know, as I realized, wow, and then we arrived the following weekend. <laughs> I didn't realize that. I'm looking at the calendar right now. Yeah, that was. I guess I, we made, I made the plans that Sunday. So they attacked on the Wednesday the 24th, and then a week later, we were on the ground here. So we have been here that long. Uh, one, two, three. This is uh, week four of our coverage. And folks, I um, it's obviously been incredible. And who there's no one who would have thought that this many days in. So they started on the 24th. So one, uh, so um, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36. So this is day 36 of the war. And certainly Putin thought that they were going to make quick work of the Ukrainian military, and it has not happened. And I also want to just give a, a special shout-out. I know there's um, uh, a pretty sizable, proud Polish population in New England, and the Polish people are just terrific. If you are of Polish descent, you should feel very, very proud. The people are wonderful. They are um, they have really stepped up and helped the people of Ukraine tremendously. Tremendously. And the food is delicious, and um, it has been obviously a challenging task, but I really admire the, uh, the people of Poland and, and, uh, and everything that they've done. And it may have been uh, really, really terrific to, to me, at least. And um, it's not easy going around and, um, and trying to navigate a situation like this. And the, the, the people of Poland are just uh, really, really incredible people. Folks, um, I want to play a little more sound, but this portion of the program, I want to thank also our friends at Henry Oil, who have just been uh, terrific and uh, stepped up when I said I wanted to you know, do this and take this on. And uh, again, because of our ability to do technology, to me, it, it makes sense. And folks, we may be going to the southern border, not right away, but we may be going to the southern border at some point when I return. But Henry Oil, Listen, it's still some uh, cold weather out there. Call them today, Henry Oil, and make them reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery. Call Henry Oil today, 401-521-0200. Residential, commercial, fuel oil delivery. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Folks, as always, and right now, it's 1.45, and you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Uh, I also want to remind you about Soul Source Restoration. If you're listening right now, you could certainly call them in um, Rhode Island or Massachusetts. They clean and disinfect residential commercial properties. so. SOLE, Soul Source Restoration. Call them today, 
401-712-2700. Soul Source Restoration. All right, I want to play just a little more sound from... I want to go back to uh, Martha Raddick. So, uh, Good morning, America. I want to hear that again. No one likes to give a president bad news, even in a democracy. Imagine trying to tell Putin, a brutal autocrat, that his invasion has been faster. And whether he knows it or not, people are actually kept in the dark. This is the kind of information that the people will eventually find out. You answer the news, but if you lose more than 10,000 soldiers, your neighbor's son, your friend's son, that word will spread through cities and towns. And a big question, why did the U.S. declassify this information? Officials already believe Putin is becoming more paranoid and angry with his close circle of advisors not trusting them, especially after the U.S. regularly released intelligence about Russian invasion plans. So at this point, has to be worried that no one he can trust in his close circle and among his military commanders, and that leads to even bigger mistakes than the military has already made. And what will there be no Russian claims that they're scaling back military operations? I, they really don't think they're scaling them back. They're moving them around. They're resupplying and reinforcing their troops in other areas because around Kiev, as we know, it really has been They've kind of given up there and they're using different means now, George. Who wants to be the one <coughs> to deliver bad news? I wouldn't imagine anyone. You know, there's a, a great series on, if you go on YouTube, and it's um, Frontline, and they have just this um, wonderful series on the Putin war and also just the Putin file. And it's, it's really, really interesting. Uh, I think it's also interesting how Boris Johnson of the UK said, but listen, Putin doesn't want peace. I think I have some sound of this. Let me hear this. Can uh, win? Um, I don't think it's uh, I think the situation for the Ukraine is grim, miserable. You know, anything like it, uh, eight years in, in Europe, uh, Putin is doing his own there's a sense in which uh, Putin has already uh, failed or, or lost because I think that he had no idea the Ukrainians were going to the sense that they are and he totally misunderstood what Ukraine is and far from extinguishing uh, Ukraine as a nation he's, he's and uh, that's in my residence in the next since a month ago. Uh, that's the thing that really emerged geopolitically. Uh, he can't subjugate, he can't win uh, in that sense. And so uh, that is a colossal thing that the Ukrainians have against them. They have this to a war machine. Our job is to do whatever we can to give them to When you say Ukraine, they could win on the battlefield, grind the Russians down, win in the sense of making 
action if possible. It's it's the it's more than kind of the uh, 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 you know great military expert, but that that is that is better. Uh, things could be good, and you know there are a number of possibilities. It's still possible. Tim could continue uh, to take heavy losses to uh, deal death destruction. Cities in the way that he is. To Kharkiv, all the others, and, and that's why I do more to help the Ukraine. And I stress that the Russians are resourceful, so that they never think of crossing uh, what they what they are experts at. Standing as these great urban centres, mercilessly shelling them, and. Uh, oh, oh, and uh, that's what's that's what he's and what he needs to do is help the Ukrainians to to take out that equipment and you've obviously fought war with President how do you see him the historical figure up there with I think he's I think he's the church in his and he's brilliant at mobilizing people. And, uh, you know, you know, you know the, 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 the people of Ukraine are the lion he's born. But, but it's, it's more than that. He, he's doing very much what Churchill did in trying and using all his diplomatic skill uh, to get uh, allies to come in on his side. And uh, he has been very. It was only a uh, not the United Kingdom was a European country uh, to give actual uh, weapons to the Ukrainians. You've now got dozens, and that's thanks to the skill and courage. You say Churchill, Winston Churchill won over allies. Churchill's ultimately won only with the hard power of allies. Do you personally regret that? Yes, the UK and are providing equipment you cannot also that guarantee you cannot get the Ukraine in a sense and yes I think it would be fair to say that every leader around the table feels that agony of a lot of the let's see that no there's no western democracy about boots on the ground of their own uh, nobody's talking about setting up uh, their own fight to take out uh, Russian fast jets, which is what you need to do for no fly zone, or to take out the uh, the, the ground uh, to where this uh, so vital for uh, enforcing and uh, taking out this missile. That's that's not on the agenda. Um, but I think what is happening, I'm just sort of give you a, a, a sort of sketch of a, of a potential future. What is happening is that the extent of global sympathy for Ukraine and massive emotional outpouring we all feel when we what's happening is leading to to, to help with uh, humanitarian aid, refugees, but also with and the more that goes in, all that kit is the, uh, the helping to 
change based battle in uh, and give me the experience that and over time you can imagine that even if you have a an article five guarantee uh, for Ukraine uh, uh, I mean inside the thermal uh, you can imagine that the Western sympathizers of Ukraine provide so much by way of equipment, training, intelligence, a kind of terrorists uh, uh, Ukraine by denial, terrorists by denial of the Russian possibility to invade again. Folks, that is again, um, good afternoon. It's the John DePietro Show. That is Boris Johnson. Um, you know, they they have been, he was anyway, a huge, huge uh, supporter. And as you heard, actually, initially one of the, the first. But I highly recommend the Putin Files, which are on YouTube. It was done by Frontline, which is um, fantastic. And they also did, I saw an update on it. I think they did an update. Yes, Putin's Road to War. That is um, another one that's really, really good. And it, the thing about it is it really gives you insight to how this started, how we got where we are. Um, this is uh, Julia Boff. I know we're coming up against the clock. This is, um, let's see, at 156. Let me just a little bit of this. Is that a national security he has about the promise? Can you describe what we're going to do him walking in by being at the end of the room? Uh, his advisor, man. Can you describe that moment, uh, what we're seeing? Yeah, that Security Council meeting was wild, and I was watching it, thinking, this is what a politics thing in 39 must look like, when a sitting cabinet minister chair was the third replacement since 1937, and each person had their new his predecessors, and uh, people, as they got in the back of and I just figured going down. This is how it must felt. How these people look at this is, you know, that fear that that they were clearly, you know, dancing bears forming for their uh, master who was impossible to please. What What else struck me was um, the distance between him and the people sitting. So vast. I mean, from every another thing that's happening was by chief getting up there, stumbling words, getting up, dressing down by Vladimir Putin, who says, "No, no, no, speak clearly, no." It again. He he dressed down like schoolboy, and this is one of the main. Like he he is the head of the SDR. Uh, foreign spy service. And what's fascinating is that that security council was pre-taped. It was shown on Russian TV at 
live broadcast. They told their live. But then Russian journalists noticed that everybody watched it showed a different time. So they take that and they decided to show getting humiliated like that. Schoolmaster taking them to So the fact that they chose to show that was really interesting. It made a lot of observers wonder if this was in retaliation or because Putin suspected that the leaks were coming from Russian people because everybody was wondering intelligence. They knew each step of what to do. And once the war started moving, it was it all went as the White House had it would. And some people saw that scolding of Nadishkin as a kind of retaliation or that, you know, he wasn't being careful enough. Folks, again, I, I find that to be really, really interesting. Uh, again, it's one fifty nine. It's the John DePietro Show. Folks, tomorrow wraps up our uh, extensive coverage over here. Again, I want to thank the great Jeff Camacho and everyone else. Um, we will be back tomorrow at 11 o'clock, and then I, I uh, travel back, and then next week we resume uh, our normal programming. So listen, thank you, everyone. Again, it was a very interesting day in Ukraine. I'll have things posted on the website uh, on com at some point over the next couple of hours. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news, then the John Deanna program. We're back tomorrow at 11. Listen, enjoy this Thursday. WNRI Winsocket.